0: But what we really needed was a seamless workflow to connect our end users, procurement, and AP. Then the third piece, and this was really the most critical for us, was, was automation. So actually validating that data, especially, you know, tax ID information, so we know that it's a legitimate business entity, then of course, bank account information. Welcome to the Ultimate Supplier Management Podcast from Apex Analytics. This is an audio version of a recent webinar with Nick Ponzo, head of procurement operations at Panasonic. During the session, he discussed how they went from a very manual supplier onboarding process to an automated one with Apex Portal. He highlighted how his colleagues used to email him to onboard suppliers or update critical supplier data like tax IDs or bank accounts. And since email communication is by nature not secure, they need you to bring control to this manual process. Since this is a webinar, there are a couple slides that you can
1: download in the episode notes. Enjoy the show. I can't wait for everybody to hear Nick's story about everything he's been doing around supplier management and onboarding at Panasonic. So hi, Nick.
0: How you doing, Danny?
1: Doing great, doing great. So Nick, you're in the process of deploying Apex Portal today. Let's go back. What was it that made you know you needed a change?
0: So, there's a couple of reasons I realized we really needed a change at Panasonic. One was just there's a lot of emails back and forth, and people were getting lost in the process. You never knew who had, who had ownership or where the, you know, who had the last touch on that on that supplier interaction. So, what we've been doing in the past was using email to facilitate the collection of either W9 or WH, whatever tax data or tax identification information we can get from our suppliers. As well as some contact information, which we didn't actually have a repository for, as well as, as well as the remittance information, and that was being exchanged via email, and then it had to touch many hands. Now, of course, with that, email exchanges are just so in, exchanges rather, are so insecure. Anybody can just jump in, hack banking information, hack. So security information, so there's a lot of inherent risk there. And then also, because everything was email driven, and it was just very ad hoc, there there wasn't a lot of control with our procurement organization. So once the forms got out, you had the business reaching out to me or or a supplier saying, here, please complete this paperwork and then send it over to our AP organization to actually have the vendor record created. So that lack of control was a, a big pain point for procurement as well.
1: Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. We hear about these two issues on a regular basis emails are kind of innately insecure. And this is something we try to emphasize when we talk about controls. Uh, Most companies like Panasonic, they've got these leading security protocols in place, but then they've got thousands of suppliers that aren't as sophisticated security-wise. And so it makes you vulnerable. Apex Portal has these multiple levels of security from IP detection and blocking, to multi-factor authentication, to several different ways that we validate and protect bank account information. One huge issue is with smaller suppliers that really illustrates how unsecure emails are in an email address that multiple people have access to. So, So some companies, smaller companies especially, will have a group email account like orders at company.com. And if multiple people have access to this type of email account, it's only a matter of time before some disgruntled employee or former employee leverages that group email account to steal money. I mean, like for myself, I only (laughs) still, I only change my password because my system, my my company's security policy requires me to change it every 90 days. And if that didn't happen, I probably wouldn't change it nearly that often. And now, if you think about 10 people accessing an email and how much turnover there is, and lots of times this is a Gmail account that doesn't really have those password change prompts, how often is it likely that that group email password is being changed? And, and what's really protecting against a disgruntled employee who will just go in and and commit some fraud and when it happens to blame a, a hacker?
0: Exactly. And hackers are a big concern for us. I mean, how many times have we all heard of stories of you know people doing that, changing banking information to funnel payments from their corporation's bank account to their personal bank account? And it's without having those security measures in place, it's... To be frank, it's somewhat easy to do. So prior to the implementation of Apex, Panasonic was using a penny test to confirm bank account ownership. This, of course, takes time. It takes two weeks, and you know your suppliers are never happy with the two-week window to wait for that electronic payment to occur. But it's you know it's still better than it's better than not testing anything at all. So, our first payment more often than not tended to be a check, which we had to email, which or mail rather, which suppliers were also never happy about because they had to wait for that. So, and especially during we began our implementation actually during the outset of the COVID crisis. So, there was another issue there with just actually getting the paper checks. Even to this day, we still have some suppliers that are paid via check, and the AP manager actually has to go to our office still, you know, two, three times a week just to print checks.
1: Yeah, I heard a story about one company where the AP clerk would create the checks and put them on the front porch and then the CFO would have to come by to come by and sign all of those checks. It was kind of funny. So talk a little bit about the ad hoc nature of onboarding suppliers that maybe fall outside of procurement's control.
0: So in a perfect world, procurement has complete control or at least complete involvement in every supplier, but due to either the business's needs, it doesn't meet our threshold, The reality is the business has room to operate and they can actually select their own suppliers. And this became an issue of control for for our procurement organization, because one, we could be losing out on opportunity in either savings or risk mitigation. Two, we may already have someone in place already with better pricing with a contract and the risk has been mitigated as much as possible so the, and the business and our the business was still working with this other supplier and so as i said without that control there was definitely some lost savings and some uh, increased risk then it, then you look at the actual transactional aspect of supplier onboarding and just to be honest it was not my favorite part of the job it was probably the part i liked the least the way it would work is the business would reach out to me via email a lot of times with the forms already completed saying, "Hey, we did business with this supplier, we need to pay them now." So then I need to either, you know, make sure that all the information is correct and been completed or sometimes if the information hadn't been completed, either go through that contact within the business or through the support or back to the supplier themselves to actually get everything clarified. And then, of course, you have the payment terms question. If there's no contract, what are the payment terms? And it becomes very difficult to enforce our standard payment terms. So by implementing APEX, we got uh, great control of our supplier onboarding process because now our supp- each supplier needs to be invited and improved by p procurement where we can not only govern the payment terms and making sure that either they match a contract or we're set using our standard terms, but we're also actually able to classify the information correctly to make sure that this supplier is classified into the right taxonomy. This way, if we do a a quarterly spend refresh, for example, we know exactly how the company is spending money.
1: Yeah, so you you get rid of that duplicate vendor problem, but you also get rid of that sort of maverick spend creating vendor masters after the fact, Mm -hmm. and all of the back and forth emails that would happen otherwise to, to enable that sort of supplier in a hurry, usually when the invoice is late already, right? Exactly. I mean, we we saw so many times
0: where the invoice was three months late because it was sitting in a drawer when we were all used to be in the office, and all of a sudden it's a fire drill now to pay them.
1: Yeah. Okay. So so now you knew what your requirements were, and you began searching for a solution that would help you kind of add security and control to the onboarding process and ongoing vendor master management. And really, there are a lot of great invoicing networks and P2P networks out there, and some have pretty good risk management tools. I'm sure that you talked to all of those big names and were probably already maybe even using some of them. So during the process, you you ultimately ended up picking Apex Analytics. For the solution what requirement differentiated what was good and 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 from from what you really wanted to buy
0: yes i mean you nailed it danny Uh, there's a lot of good solutions in the market and my primary function also being in charge of p2p i know a lot of the big players and like you said they all do have their own flavor in terms of supplier information management in addition to p2p but what we really needed was a, a seamless workflow to connect our end users, procurement and AP. It's ultimately procurement's responsibility at Panasonic to identify the supplier and collect their information. But AP is actually responsible for creating them within the vendor in our ERP and creating the vendor record and executing that payment. So we needed three things from our portal. We needed to let suppliers actually have a portal to log into and actually input their information to completely remove the email exchanges. We needed a, a very strong approval process so that every supplier that was invited required approval, rather, by the correct person. And of course, this approval process also had to easily be auditable. And then the third piece, and this was really the most critical for us, was, the, was automation. So actually validating that data, especially you know, tax ID information so we know that it's a legitimate business entity. Then, of course, bank account information, which we already spoke about. What we found was a lot, and a lot of the suppliers had no problem doing the first tail, especially the P2P providers. They're used to approval flows, and they're used to portals and collecting information. But really, that automation aspect of the bank account information and the tax ID is what set Apex apart. This was really what was crucial, not only to me as you know person driving this project, but also in getting buy-in from AP because we've been able to automate these manual tasks and that's how we as actually able to drive the partnership between procurement and ap.
1: Yeah, we hear that a lot. You know, there's a, it's one thing to try and ask for this information, but then there's another big task associated with making sure it's accurate. And just our clients throughout the history of our portal have asked us to try to automate as much of that data validation with third-party data sources as possible and and that difference kind of between a solution that's just capturing it and one that validates it. It kind of reminds me, it's the same reason Shaq isn't good at free throws, right? Shaq made money. He would post up and score two points in the paint time and time again. And and if he stepped away from that comfort zone, he wasn't really good at free throws and, and for for the networks out there, it's more like Shaq trying to shoot a three-pointer for, for all of the complexity and vendor master maintenance to be mastered in a platform that's really all about transactions going back, back and forth. And so, you know, Rebo, Coupa, and others that are really great at POs and invoices, their solutions just really aren't set up to manage all of the components of supplier onboarding and validating all that critical data in real time, especially for a big global multinational company like Panasonic. Just a a word about fraud, according to the Association of Certified Fraud Examiners, the top sources of occupational fraud are check tampering and procurement fraud. And over the last year and a half, the FBI has reported just really a huge rise in fraud through spoofing, phishing, and business email compromise. And the problem really got a lot worse during the COVID-19 crisis because critical contacts, they weren't in their offices anymore to receive these callbacks and to deal with penny tests to confirm bank account changes. So to mitigate this risk and provide really an ultimate control over supplier remit to bank account changes, one of our clients asked us to partner with a consortium of banks that they had identified to confirm that the supplier actually owns the remit to bank account in real time as the request is coming in over the portal. So before the change gets into the approval process and gets applied to the vendor master in the ERP, it's already been validated and the owner of that bank account, their entity type, their legal name, they've all been validated with by the banking system before those changes go through. Super cool control. And as far as we know, there's no more secure way of controlling bank account changes and preventing payment fraud than checking with a bank before you apply the change. So that's something that we've really learned over the past couple of years to try and improve security for our clients. All right. So Nick, you're in the process of deploying Apex Portal. For others who might be starting their search for a solution, what are your just main recommendations for them?
0: So my number one recommendation is prioritize the functionality that you need for your organization. As I spoke about the three things we were looking for, and I said for Panasonic was true automation. So yeah, we could easily push the onboarding effort onto our suppliers, but Apex's ability to actually validate that banking and tax info, that was the main differentiator. As I said, a lot of the other you know, PDP providers there are solutions that we there were solutions that we've evaluated that we still have to do that manual validation which would have made any kind of investment into this process a tough sell because we haven't truly automated and we now you have you know the the costs are already in place as well as a software cost now with the implementation of apex we're, we're able to actually just have that software cost
1: yeah, the stat that we've typically heard is that companies end up spending who have manual processes have four back and forth email exchanges before they have all of the information that they need to create a vendor master. And then they have to manually do this validation of bank account and tax information. And so that's, it frequently would take them 30 days to onboard a supplier. And if you just automate the front capture but not all of the validation and checking, then there's still this opportunity for back and forth if the validations fail and there's a delay in validating the data. So by pulling it all into an all-in-one process that validates the data automatically in real time, our clients see they can onboard a supplier in less than a couple of hours without compromising any of their controls. And on average, they see suppliers onboarding in about three days versus 30 days. So a huge improvement in that area that you're just talking about, Nick.
0: And that's something we've definitely seen as well. Now it goes from—I mean, if it was just four emails for us, we were lucky, or I was lucky, shall I say? But that's really what we've seen—the this, this cycle time in terms of supplier onboarding really shrink with Apex.
1: Yeah. So yeah, the, we, it's just very common for us to see that. Okay. Well, so I just want to take a second just to highlight this slide. We're really through the the Nick Panasonic story. The prepared presentation and we're really ready to take questions for any from anybody that's on the call today so just submit your questions in the chat box and we'll get those raised and while we're waiting on those questions to come in i'll just take a minute to talk about this slide spend matters the journalist in the spend space and the analyst they do a robust rfi and set of demonstrations of all the solutions in this market as well as take a survey of customers and, and their perceptions of their solutions. And they publish this report either quarterly or semi-annually, depending on the year. And Apex, we're just really proud of where we land on this chart. It's up at the, the top right of the chart, kind of the best in everyone and the rest, we think of it. And it, the differences between our solution, what makes it great is best in class, supplier and financial information validation capabilities, workflow configuration and rules engine, and top performing risk management and modeling. So with that, we'll open the floor up to questions. And here's a a little bit of a poll. If you wanna just ask APEX to contact you with some additional information or these research articles that are described here, just put that request in the chat box as well. Okay, so over to questions.
2: Great, you guys, thank you so much for the information. I really appreciate it. We do have three questions in chat. I'll go ahead and go through those really briefly here. Actually, we have quite a few rolling in. It says, what has been Panasonic's ROI with the implementation of Apex Analytics?
0: So we haven't fully actually calculated it out yet. We're wrapping up our implementation. So I don't think we're gonna have a real firm number on that probably for another six to 12 months. But in terms of just my you know, personal happiness and ROI, it was definitely worth the effort. It's allowed me to focus on more strategic efforts as opposed to you know, handling these
2: transactional activities. Standing. Thank you so much. So the next question is, in addition to Apex Analytics, what is Panasonic's technology stack for procurement and do you use different platforms for direct and indirect procurement?
0: So we've taken a best of breed approach with Ariba, Jagger. Ariba for P2P, DocuSign for contracting and Jagger for uh, sourcing. So you kind of think about that one for a second. And then we do most of our direct procurement actually uh, goes through SAP. Indirect procurement is the majority of our spend as with most organizations.
1: Yeah, and what's typical is for companies to use Apex portal to onboard every supplier type, just 100% of their suppliers get onboarded through this process, and then they get automatically enrolled into the uh, various enabling technologies that are appropriate to them.
0: And that's exactly how we're approaching it. Um, we have some exception rules and exception handling, but all the information at this point is actually collected through, A- through Apex, I'd say with the exception of like government entities or anything like that. But... 90, 98, 99% of our suppliers are going to be forced through
2: APEX. Thank you. Thank you for answering that. And then we have another question here. It says, how do you handle those that aren't outside suppliers, such as employee reimbursements, store location reimbursements, such as petty cash, etc.? Are those in your ERP system or proxy process?
0: So I can't speak to the petty cash, that's not really my area of expertise, but I know employees um, are created in our ERP for reimbursement until, and that's typically only, only done until they get their uh, T&E card, but we just use a different number sequencing for both intra-company transactions and for uh, employees.
2: Fantastic. And it looks like we have time for one more question. It says, also, for the proxy process, what is the typical percentage of suppliers done as proxy versus suppliers enrolling directly?
0: We've been live with Apex for four months. And to my knowledge, there's been one supplier done via proxy out of hundreds. And that one was actually the first day I went live and it was me just making sure the integration worked in production. So with more of a sanity check than anything else. We've had pretty good luck though with our supplier, with getting our our true third parties to actually self-register. I think if we have to do something with taxation or some kind of certification, that's where those are the very few instances where someone will have to actually do the proxy registration via APEX, but we'll still use APEX for all the validations.
1: Yeah. And just to explain to everyone who might not understand what proxy is, most of the time, a supplier is going to be going to the portal and registering themselves. The portal just walks them through the process. But there are sometimes companies have sensitive supplier types, like maybe it's the members of their board of directors that they don't want to push to the solution. And so they'll have a designated person inside the company who can create specific vendor master records of specific types. But they instead of creating the vendor master directly in the ERP, they still use the portal, as Nick said, just to make sure all the data is being captured, all the appropriate documents are being generated automatically, all the data validations are being performed to prevent fraud and and other sorts of risks and errors. So, proxy is someone internally creating a vendor master for a supplier. It's it's pretty rare.
2: I understand. Thank you. And... We have three minutes. Do you all have time for one more question? Sure. Okay, awesome. It says, as technology is moving so quickly, how long have you factored in before the processes need to be relooked at? And what new technologies do you think will be next on the scene?
1: Do I take that Danny? <laughs> you know, I mean, I think for one of the key things about the, about Apex Portal is we built it. For change rather than for a static model, because if you 're in any of the larger companies in the world, you've got a new CFO or CPO coming in changing your strategy every few years, plus the regulators, the banking community rules are changing constantly, and so the system's built with this configurable business rules engine on the back end, so that even you as as the user of the system. Uh, as the administrator of the system, you can go modify the functionality and the workflows, what requirements are, et cetera, to support your diverse environment. And of course, we're there to help as appropriate. And where we really see things advancing in the years ahead, it's just going to be bringing more and more of those strategic procurement initiatives and treasury initiatives into the supplier onboarding process. So risk management performance management more real-time integration with outside data sources for risk scores and and uh, pending important data to vendor masters that's really what we see and and also leveraging things like apex's database of 40 million golden supplier records to pre-populate supplier records so that when the supplier comes in they're not having to key everything in from scratch just their profile is pre-populated and all they're doing is reviewing it and approving it for their specific buyer relationship.
2: Fantastic. Well, any closing thoughts? We're right uh, about a minute left to go. It's been fantastic. Do you guys want to wrap up with anything?
1: I mean, I just say thank you, Nick, for sharing your story. It's super cool what you guys are doing over there and we just love to be a part of it.
0: I mean, as far as we go, you know, it, a lot of thanks goes to the APEX team. they have been a great partner in helping us, you know, revolutionize this process is up been key to our whole initiative of continuous improvement throughout Panasonic. So thank you, Danny.
1: Thanks. And really anybody that's on uh, the session today, reach out to me or to Nick at any time. We're happy to take any questions. You can also find a lot of information on our website.
2: Fantastic. Thank you both so much for joining us today. And we will see you at the rest of the summit. Take care.
1: Thanks, Leslie. Leslie. Thank you, Leslie.